you know, we, we earlier had a guest on that, in which I said you and I could just step out of the room and Michael was just going to talk music, you know, for the yes. entire time with Annie, who was yes. in here. We have another Annie who's in now, and you fellas can just step aside. We'll okay. We got yeah. a fellow Bowdoin right. grad in yep. the house. That's it. Whose family owns the Portland Sea Dogs, and I had to admit I bounced a first pitch up at the Portland Sea Dogs game a couple of summers ago. Is there a ago. video of this? Yes, I hope I'm not. sure there is. <laughs> roll, uh, Ness and roll tape. Well, well, chance you said that. your family owns the uh, Portland Sea Dogs, uh, Annie? Yes. There's video. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can find it. We, I know exactly where to go to get the video. Thank you very much, Annie. Annie McNamara is here uh, and, and her doctor, Dr. Robert Soifer. And uh, Annie um, is 27 years old, had myelodysplastic syndrome, which I have to admit I've done 16 of these things, but that's a new one on me. I, I don't think I've heard that one before. What what exactly did it entail? Yeah, so it's a blood disorder and normally found, I think, in older folks. Um, so it was sort of rare for a 25-year-old to be diagnosed with that. Right. Um, but sort of the cure to it is a bone marrow transplant. So um, I was admitted to Dana-Farber uh, once I found out and... Did three rounds of chemo outpatient at Dana-Farber um, and ended up doing a bone marrow transplant uh, last June. Um, and so I was at the inpatient at the Brigham, um, but Dr. Soifer was my transplant doctor um, at Dana-Farber. Dr. Robert Soifer is here, and I heard you say yes when she talked about the rarity of the disease. How rare is it, and how do you treat it? Well, it's, uh, it's a disease that, uh, as Annie said, is much more common in older people. Uh, people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. Very uncommon in someone in their 20s. Uh, it can be treated with supportive care medications and, and low-dose chemotherapy when patients are older. But when patients are younger, uh, we generally want to do a bone marrow transplant because without a bone marrow transplant, myelodysplastic syndrome will lead to leukemia. And then it becomes very, very difficult to treat. So uh, despite the rarity of the disease, Annie was uh, you know, intrepid the entire time. I mean, she... Just met it head on, did, said, do, tell me what I have to do. I'll take the chemotherapy. I'll do the transplant. Her sister was her donor, uh, which is a remarkable story also, and uh, uh, she showed remarkable courage uh, through the entire process. And, Annie, how did you even know something was wrong? What were you feeling like? How long did yeah. that last? Yeah, I definitely felt really tired. I sort of just thought I was maybe working too much, but um – I got really sick in the basement of a bar, actually. <laughs> oh, I got um, a feeling there's a story. <laughs> that's there. a good story. Uh, <laughs> that is a good rat. story. Yeah. Very unusual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I could not relate to that yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I hadn't had any drinks, so I knew something was really off, and um, I actually had a physical like a week and a half later, and so explained to my doctor what had happened, um, and she did some blood work, and I'd already driven all the way down to Duxbury, uh, Massachusetts to uh, my work, and I got there and had the voicemail that said, turn around and come back, um, which is the voicemail you never want to get, but, um, so yeah. Dr. Uh, Soifer mentioned that your, your donor was your sister Molly. Yep. I assume that might have been a 10 for 10 match, perhaps? Uh. Yes, it was an exact match, which was awesome. Um, my sister was a senior at the Naval Academy, so Dr. Swiffer, um and his team were super flexible in um, making sure that the chemo schedule worked with my sister's schedule um, in between graduation and when she had some time off. So I was really fortunate in that sense um, that I had a perfect match. Um, we found out a week later after I'd been diagnosed that she was a perfect match. Um, and it worked out. I was able to go to her graduation, uh, and then we did the transplant. So, Speaking of the transplant, a year after the transplant, something significant happened in your life. Tell us what that is. And Yeah, so uh, I got engaged uh, almost 
exactly a year after the transplant, which was pretty special. Um, Dan, my fiance, was sort of with me through the whole ride. Um, so it was awesome, very exciting, and get to focus on planning a wedding now, um, which is way more fun than um, you know dealing with all of that in the past year. So. And he was right there with you, like you said. So you know he's the real deal, right? Yeah. He's gonna be able to yeah. get right. Yeah, he had sort of. Anything. Yep, he had sealed the deal during all of that. So, so yeah. And then a question for you, doctor, is is finding that match. Fortunately, she had a sister who that match there for the bone marrow transplant was was a match. But for those who don't have a sister or don't have a brother that's able to do that, how tricky can that be? Well, things have really changed over the past five or ten years uh, for the better. Uh, 20 years ago, we would only do a bone marrow transplant on a patient who had a sibling, a brother or sister who matched. Then about 15 years ago, we started doing transplants from unrelated donors, volunteer donors, uh, who were able to actually provide a good source of stem cells and actually good outcomes. More recently, we've been able to even use half matches in the family. So even uh, when a brother or sister doesn't match fully, a 10 out of 10 match, Dale said, uh, we can actually get by with a 5 of 10 match almost as well as we can with a 10 of 10 match. Uh, our friend Tara, who's going to be here tomorrow, uh, had her bone marrow transplant in November, and I know she was kind of isolated for about nine months. I assume you had a similar sort of regimen that you had to go through. Yeah, so the first 100 days I was um, inside, no sort of contact with anyone in the outside world besides my family. Um, so that was definitely tough. And then um, I work for an awesome company, Island Creek Oysters. And so I was able to work from home through the spring. Um, and they were awesome, um, sort of helping me get through flu season because my immune system um, was super susceptible to catching something. Um, so, yeah, I was, you know, at home until April um, and sort of just get getting back and readjusted to to real life, I guess. And it's a real family affair. Uh, not, it's not just Annie by herself, but her folks, her fiancé really all came together to not only give her support emotionally, but actually to help keep her healthy. Definitely. It's definitely a, a community effort, which is awesome. When's the wedding? Uh, I think next September. So, got a ways. You've got plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. I was going to say, yeah. congratulations. And a couple Thank of things, uh, a couple of small things. One, uh, you do work for an awesome company, Island uh, Creek, yeah. Yeah. right <laughs> down the street, oh, and yeah. it's <laughs> terrific. Nice. Uh, and uh, secondly, uh, any scouting reports on future sea dogs that we should be looking out oh, for? Man. Well, we just sent Devers up, and I, I, say, I, I, hear, I hear yeah. he's doing pretty well. So, um, And Ben Attendee, obviously. Um, I don't have the scouting port report right now, but I'm sure we're sending some pretty good people your way. So All right, good. It's good. pretty cool to it's see. It's a great little ballpark. Yeah, it's really I, fun. I love going up there. Kind of grew up in the ballpark. so. You didn't cool. get a chance to see Devers much. He was there very no, briefly. Really Just kind of scooted through town, and yeah. now he's here uh, yeah. hitting home runs. Seems like every uh, every game, every other game. Very cool. We took Andrew Benintendi from you, too. So. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of them out yeah. there. You got, you're Mickey sort of used to it at this point. Yeah, it's really cool to see them sort of progress and Make it to, to Fenway is really cool to watch. So, Well, it's great to visit with both of you. Annie McNamara, fellow Bowdoin alum. I'll just repeat it <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, we heard it. Yeah. <laughs> well, just in <laughs> case you didn't hear, Rich. And uh, Dr. Robert Soifer, thanks, you guys, uh, very much for coming in. It's great to see both of you. Thank thanks you for having much. us. Thanks you guys are terrific. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks. And good luck with the wedding. Thank you very much. A year from Appreciate September it. or yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> good luck to you. Thank you very much.